At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Look how much fun you're having right now. Look at all the smiles you've had on your face today. You know, whether you like it or not, you like me. I'm just, I'm, I know, I'm like, but, I'm like but a it, fungus that just grows You definitely, you. a fungus, I think, is, is definitely the appropriate <laughs> explanation. Yeah, we're back. We're here. Get off your yeah. phone, okay? We're I'm, doing something I, here, I'm tweeting right? out a photo okay. of your, your set. Good. Your very beautiful, professional set that somehow they let you occupy this is kind of nice it is you nice i like you a mid like, too right, shut up. i'm gonna sit over here because i like a mid. Right. yeah please a mid's my there. new friend okay. screw you please i had enough over of there. you a mid's my guy <laughs> shut up i'm trying to be a professional host over here all right chris sims unbuttoned podcast uh it's a joint collaboration today okay? don't say joint I, oh, I know it is on the weekend you better watch out for me okay but it is a joint collaboration pf pftpm your podcast chris sims unbuttoned we're kind of doing both it's like jay-z and kanye who do you want to be I'm Jay-Z, you're Kanye. Cool, right. let's move on. <laughs> you then, don't get to pick. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get, it, you didn't get I'm not a fan of Kanye Can I be right the now. Sugar Hill Gang? Uh, sure, sure. Okay. okay. That's, a, that's, that's more in line with my but, demographic. Okay, good. Top. That's good. That's a little, this demographic's not <laughs> listening to this podcast, so don't say those words, okay? But either way, hey, get at me at CSimsQB on Twitter or at Sims on Button with Instagram. Uh, what is your, all your handles that you oh, want to yeah. At Pro Football Talk is the only one that anyone that's needs. That's good. Okay, there Just we go. One. I thought these microphones were real. No, no, I mean, no, no. The microphones are real. Right. They're just not plugged they're in. Just they're not plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> they're and then not turned on. I got my homie here, Ahmed Farid. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. I've been practicing it. in the mirror well, at night. Here's the deal. I yeah. mean, like, Mike, you've known Chris for a long time now, and you said he's growing on you like a fungus. So that yes, is yes. Good so I'm going to see yeah. a dermatologist yeah. tomorrow. Ah, 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 don't. Don't. Yeah. Oh. That's right. too rough. That's yeah. too rough. Yeah. Uh, we're just getting to know each other uh, on a podcast. Yes. So, yeah, that, that hasn't been awkward at all, just getting to know each other. Well, Dead serious, though. The only I'm not even really worried what you think about me, yeah. okay, because I think you like me. Mm-hmm. I've actually been worried about your wife. Why do you say that? Because she's probably watches. If she does watch this, she's like, yeah. this asshole here can't even say my <laughs> husband's name right. No. What a jerk. No, so, that's a, no. so your wife, what's her name? No, Kathleen. Kathleen, Kathleen I'm very is- sorry. I'm working on this, and it's going to flow out naturally. I'm one for one for today. Yeah, she, you're, you're rising up her rankings. Okay, you're, good. Her, her good. host, her, her analyst rankings, you're still at like eight. You're getting up there, though. Good. You're getting up there. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, and uh, as Mike and Chris get uncomfortably close together, if you just do the remaining part of the podcast like that, I we, well, we it's kind of warm in here already. Uh, <laughs> we have a, we got there's some we got stuff. Some fun there's stuff some today. stuff that's happened. Some yeah. fun, some uh, some not so fun. A workout room was destroyed unintentionally by Jihad Ward. What's the appropriate uh, seating position here? I didn't really, know. We don't try to figure it out. Do you, you, you got to get used to it. Cross your legs here. You be cool. Do you do it like this and be studious? No, that's or do you like just NBC like Nightly up? News. We're not that. Do that. Okay. All right. You can stand okay. up randomly, but then that causes a controversy. Yeah. So. Yes, it does. Um, let's get into the, the first bit of news here, and this one's not super, super pleasant, but it is uh, what people are talking about with the 
the Kansas City Chiefs. And they went through something last year with Kareem Hunt where they cut ties after the domestic incident. Now Tariq Hill, we've heard the reports the last couple of weeks coming from the Kansas City Star, allegations of abuse against uh, his three-year-old son. No allegations yet, just being investigated. Being yeah. investigated. Yes. Yes. Right. I don't want to get you sued. Way to sure. clarify. You're new here. Right. No, I mean, this is why we have a lawyer on yeah. the show with us. Um, but now, out of The Athletic, we do have a story that said, you know, there were some rumblings that even before uh, this investigation that there were trade rumors, some rumbling of trade rumors. The Chiefs were shopping, according to The Athletic, Tyreek Hill. Does, does that news surprise you at all, Mike? Well, it, it, it does, but the fact that it's Jay Glazer in one of his Q&A columns for The Athletic no putting question. this out there, right. that tells me that there is some... Realness to it. And, and there's, look, I don't know whether it's they're concerned that Tyreek Hill isn't going to be able to stay on the straight and narrow. He yeah. had that horrible history of assaulting his then-pregnant girlfriend back in 2014 when he was in college, fell to the fifth round of the draft because of it, or whether they just look at what he wants. What, and when you look at what some of these receivers are making, mm-hmm. and Chris and I are big fans of what Tyreek Hill can do, I think he's the most dangerous non-quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, right. He may want $20 million a year. Right. And they may look at $20 million a year for Tyreek Hill – 30 million plus a year for Patrick Mahomes. We just can't do it. We're going to trust that Mahomes will be Mahomes even without Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And if we can get a huge haul in return for him, then let's do it. And look, they traded Marcus Peters last yeah, year, and right. that surprised everybody. So I think Andy Reid has a keen sense of when the time has come to move on from someone, and it sounds like he was reaching that point. Yeah, I, you know, I guess, and the other thing to add to what Andy Reid has done or does, he is, we've talked about how good Andy Reid is at picking an offensive lineman. His history with receivers is not bad either, uh, whether it was in Philadelphia or in Kansas City. Also lost Chris Conley in free agency. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, would it be different, I'll just throw this out there, if they hadn't overpaid Sammy Watkins last year in free agency? Sammy Watkins is making almost Odell Beckham Jr. money, and he's not in his class. But I think, like, to the end of the, at the end of the day, I think the big thing is what you, what you hit on, right? Like, I... A few weeks ago, it sounds like they were shopping Tyree Kill. Jay Glazer, for him to say this, he obviously has some information about the situation in general. But it's got to be about money for me. And now, of course, it was the, purely football. I, I think you don't it, think it, it had less to do with Tyreek Hill, the man Tyreek Hill off the field. I don't think so. Money. Now unless they know have, things we don't. Unless there's things right. that are going on that we don't. Exactly right. right. Where they've realized, man, we don't like the some of the people he's hanging out with. Listen, I don't know all that stuff. But just from me uh, as a follower of football, it, it just seems like it's a guy that's asking for some astronomical type of contract and they were like whoa that's ridiculous we might trade you get some assets and we'll figure out a new way to build the receiver position through the draft yeah and now this investigation changes everything it changes the whole dynamics of how you look at Tyreek Hill what they did last year with Kareem Hunt I kind of I feel like they were praised for that how they handled that because not every team has been able to handle it and be as decisive right away as the Chiefs were last year uh, the Browns did then come in and, and bring him in. Eight games he'll miss uh, of the 2019 season. You wonder how the Chiefs will handle this now going forward in light of what they did last year. I and worry. In, and in light of Kareem Hunt, then yeah. pick back up, and he's going to be well, going against the Chiefs right. at some point. And, and look at what happened with Kareem Hunt. If you remember how it unfolded, Chris, the reason the Chiefs cut him is they had asked him what happened. I didn't even leave my room. Right. And then the video comes out proving that he lied to them, and that's why they cut him. The Chiefs, I would assume, at some point in the past few days have spoken to Tyree Kill and locked in his story. Yeah. What happened, tell us now. And if right. he said I didn't do anything – 
comes out later he did do something, that's all the more reason be, for them to he'll say, be done. Right. see you later. Right. But, but, but that, that, then they don't have the asset and they don't get anything in return yeah. for him. And somebody else, after a suspension or before, as the Browns did with Kareem Hunt, right. would or end the, up Or signing. the Redskins did with Reuben Foster. Right. Which right. It doesn't seem right, honestly, once like proven innocent, that they can reap the benefits of all that. If he did this, if yeah. he's responsible for a broken arm inflicted deliberately on his yeah. child, I think he should be banished under the personal conduct policy. That yeah. would put him out of football for a full year, and then right. he could apply for reinstatement. But given his history, yeah. you throw this on top of it, and I don't know how you can just say eight games, ten games, twelve no. games. You have to banish him and then force him to prove his way I, back I'm in. with you there, totally. Banishment, if this, the allegations or anything comes up true from that, that standpoint. I mean, just from this, this is another thing. Can you imagine if Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., and Tyreek Hill were all traded in the same offseason? Yeah. That's mind-blowing to me there right off the bat. The other thing is, I, I mean – Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes has the chance to be like one of the most special combinations in the history of football. That's where I look at all these things, the trade rumors, the off the field issues where it just could be disruptive. And I don't know if, you know, the value of Tyreek Hill and what he's done for the Kansas City Chiefs can be truly quantified over the last few years because it's not just about yards and catches. You and I have talked about this a lot. It's his his scare ability, the fear factor that he instills in other teams' defenses and game planning. Makes everyone around him better. better. right. All of a sudden, Kelsey's wide open over the middle of the field, and Sammy Watkins is running a shallow cross, and nobody's worried about him because there's three people running deep with Tyreek Hill, and they're worried about the 70-yard bomb over the post. And, yeah, those don't go in the stat book, but they're very important things to what he does for the team. If they knew a week and a half ago what they know now, Unload Tyreek Kill and trade for OBJ. Oh my gosh! Right? I mean, that would but have been amazing. The, the team that traded, if they did know about what was happening off the field with Tyreek Kill and they traded, I mean, that's going to yeah. ruin a relationship well, with well, another team. Yeah, another I'm, I'm GM, saying, I'm right? saying, if if before any of it happened, before, because right, the right, indication right. from the Kansas City Star was that something happened last Thursday. So if they had been exploring a trade and had managed to work it out and turned around and picked up Antonio oh, yeah. Brown or OBJ, right. that would have been a great move, especially with this that comes out afterward. And then the new team would be would be stuck with a potential problem. Yeah. All right, next topic. So Let's there's go. some, Let's there's some questions with the Chiefs, uh, yeah. but none with the, you know, their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. They got their guy. Some teams are out there going to be looking for a quarterback in the draft. Want to get into some uh, some pro day news? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Dwayne Haskins for Ohio State. There's some there's some hype after the pro day. You know he's got that big arm. And by the way, I feel like pro days are so overblown. I don't know what you guys think. You're absolutely a little bit. right, sure. Because how how is your opinion going to change that much? I feel like it's probably more valuable for the guys that Haskins was throwing to the wide receivers than it was for right. for him. Um, but he was out there. He's got he still has a strong arm. I'm pleased to report that. No question. Uh, but you know, there was one team that's, you know, maybe talking a little. There's a little hype around one team, and that team has a quarterback, and that team is the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders at number four. At number four. Okay, Mayock makes the point, right? Oh, it was an unbelievable show yep. that Dwayne Haskins put on. First of all, just to talk about that workout, it was pretty damn special. Uh, it really was. I mean, Haskins has a special big-time arm. And his ability uh, to kind of show that he was in shape and an athlete, showed that he's a little more twitchy, it was impressive. So I don't think we can overlook that. And his combine performance was horrible. So this kind of thing, where you, to your point, uh, Ahmed, is that 
Did I say just say that right you there? Good. It. Okay. <laughs> that, that that you said it's not always important. Well, in this instance, it was important because I think if he went and had another pro day added to the bad combine, people would have been like, oh, crap, watch out. But as far as the Raiders stuff, I don't know how you feel about this, Mr. Florio, but I think it is total bullshit. Smokescreen, trade, bait. I don't buy it. I just don't. Just the way it was said by Mike Mayock and everything, I think they're trying to drive up interest at pick number four for somebody to go up there and get a quarterback, whether that's the Giants or whoever it may be, to acquire maybe one more first-round pick uh, this year in the draft. Or, or also to convince somebody to go even higher than them, take Haskins and push down the board whoever they want to be there. Yeah, that either, could be way, yes. either way, either way, somebody too. takes Haskins or trades to us so we can right. take. Now Nick Bosa or Quinn and right. Williams right. move to us now to where, yes, exactly right. Also, Mike Mayock once said the best pro day workout he ever saw from a quarterback was from Jamarcus Russell. So I don't know that I want Mike Mayock crazy <laughs> as a quarterback. Well, uh, I, I mean, Jamarcus was special. I mean, as long as he didn't have to actually play quarterback and he could just throw it, uh, he was pretty amazing that way. But, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of other issues to, to go I mean, along I, with that. Yeah, I, I'm going to read the quote here. He goes, he threw yeah. really well. Um, he said to Matt Mayoko there over at NBC Sports Bay Area. Your boy. I, I, my boy. He, he put on a really great show. I thought his receivers put on a show. That's typical for Ohio State. They did a great job. So I don't think he was, like, overly proud. No. I mean, what else is he going to say? They're usually pretty complimentary if they're going to go on record with saying anything at all. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't overly crazy. But the fact that they're at number four and they have Derek Carr, who they're paying $25 million plus to, and they've told us he's a franchise guy. And a all franchise guy. They he said told he's us a he was a Someone else's franchise <laughs> so maybe guy. That's what Not they mean, but either way, guy. it's still news, and I'm glad we got to talk about it a little. And, yeah. Ahmed, my position is that Derek Carr is going to be the guy that screws everything up with Antonio Brown. He's going to take the fall, and he'll be gone by oh, next year. Oh, no. Didn't you see the Instagram video, though, where they came together, and they were like, bro, what up, bro? Yeah. Hey, bro, I'm glad to be here, bro. Yeah, and hey, then they hey, stare, bro. stare at each other again hey, and yeah. hug hey, each other. A little like, awkward. I don't know yeah. what to say yeah. anymore. Hey, hey, bro, why'd you throw the ball so far over my head, bro? That's what it's going to be in September. Yeah. It, it could be interesting. Well, there, I do feel feel like from being there, Derek Carr does have the respect of a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. And that he's anti-Chris does not swear. He really yeah. does not swear But you can swear all. around him because I've sworn around him. And, and he's, he's like, oh, okay it's okay for you. So he's, he's okay cool with, with that. that. Yeah, right. so it, it will be interesting. You how swear the- around everybody. You would swear around God. God could show up right now and sit on this couch and you'd say, what's up, fucker? Yeah, well, I mean, hey, fuck. I mean, if God's going <laughs> to say that to me, he's just going to judge me by some words? I think God's smart enough to know there's, a, there's actions out there that might prove me worthy. <laughs> he created the world that created the word. Right. Or, or, oh, or unworthy. <laughs> um, or unworthy. What yeah. about another quarterback? There's another pro day out there. That's a pretty uh, good guy. Will Greer, who, Chris, you've kind of been you've been down on. Because there's some people that think he could maybe sneak into the bottom of the first Are round. Are you just – well, that's insane, okay? Why? Whoever's thinking that he could sneak into the end of the first round, I mean, well, maybe Mike Florio's wishing that'll happen because it's his West Virginia homeboy there. Yeah. But no, is that true? Will Greer, Will Greer is not in the stratosphere of the big three, let's say. No, definitely not in Kyler Murray's stratosphere and not Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins either. There's things to like about Will Greer, but I really think he is a middle-of-the-draft type of talent. And it doesn't always please me. And I'm probably going to have some updates to my quarterback rankings coming here real soon. But either way, I feel very confident in that stance. Uh, I think he's viewed pretty much throughout the league along that way. Doesn't mean he can't develop, develop a little bit more and prove some of the things he has throwing the football. But, yes, as for my breakdown, things I've seen on film, no, he does not classify as an end-of-the-first-round talent. It's so hard to properly assess a Big 12 quarterback because you don't know how his skill set projects to the next level because he'll actually face 
real defensive backfield no talent. Real the next game level. plans, right? All due respect to the Big 12 defenses, but we know they're not very good. No, they're not. I just hope that Will Greer doesn't go number 42. That's the kiss of death. Oliver Luck went number 42. His career went nowhere. Pat White went number 42. And once he got hit <laughs> one time by Ike Taylor, he was done. Damn. I, so 42, that's good research. No, I got to look up who has the 42nd pick now. Do you have any idea who has the, the 42nd pick? I don't know pick? that. Wait, yeah, we should know this, but I don't. So yeah. there, there was because a report. This only goes to 32. The Bengals? Would it be uh, the Bengals? They have the 10th mm-hmm. pick, and 32 plus 10 is 42. Yep, so Unless they, or is it Denver? Denver has a 10th pick. Denver. Well, you know what? But then they reshuffle it if teams have the same record. So we can do research. What do you think? What do you think about the story of the Patriots are maybe poking around looking looking for a backup? I mean, eventually, yes, they eventually they have to find Tom Brady again. Yeah. Well, they try to find the next Tom Brady. Yeah, they they. They do. Uh, the Bengals do have 40 seconds, so he just confirmed to my they ears. Do. So that's good. Wow, nice. But either way, with the New England Patriots, hey, listen, they tried to find their replacement a few years ago. You know, when Tom Brady wasn't playing at his absolute best, uh, they thought, okay, this the time might be coming. Let's draft a Jimmy Garoppolo. Then, really, Brady kind of had a resurgence and has played better the last few years, I would argue, than he did in the years of 2011, 12, and 13. What year did they draft Garoppolo? So, Garoppolo, I want to say, was... Um, 2014. I'm, I'm going to say 14. Right? What year did he deflate the footballs? 2014. I, I don't think he deflated the footballs. Of course he did. I mean, that's not even a debate. <laughs> I mean, the, the, ball, the balls were deflated and the Colts weren't. So that just says it right there. But either way, that's a subject All right, Mr. for Science. another time. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll hash this okay. out one of these days. Um, uh, there's a lot of other things I can go into that subject. The thing about either. the Patriots, though, I'm looking at the yes. sheet, number 32. That's a, that's a great spot on mid to draft a quarterback because it's the mm. last pick in round one and you get him for five years. And either they take a quarterback in that spot or they trade out to somebody who wants a quarterback in that it spot. It is a Just great like the spot. Ravens did last year. Wow. The Vikings yeah. did it with Teddy Bridgewater. Right. That's the place to trade into to get a quarterback. But who is the guy they're looking for? That's going to be the million-dollar question. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't think it's a Will Greer, just so you know, just to hit, hammer that home down one you more time. You have him eighth. Ryan, you have Will Greer right. eighth. Ryan Finley, I think, could be in that discussion. You know, I, you know I like Jared Stidham a little bit. I'm not sure if he's totally their guy. Yeah. You know, the other guy that you got to watch out for is Clayton Thorson. When you go back and watch his, like, ju- or his junior year film before he tore his ACL, I, I know there's teams that are intrigued by what – he did is before that the, the Gilligan's Island guy. He's the Clayton Thorson the third. Yeah, right. So exactly. So he's a guy I do think intrigues teams. Um, but hey, the Patriots. Who knows what they're going to do? We none of us know. Uh, and I'm not sure if there's a guy that's going to fit what they actually want at 32. Uh, I want to get into another quarterback yeah. that you're actually higher on yeah. than uh, in the draft than Will Greer. But first. We have to, we have to, uh, we got a little... I got, I got to pay the PFTPM <laughs> bills. We have a very, very high budget for PFTPM, so we have to, from time to time, okay. take a pause. Okay. And I have to read this word for word, or we don't get paid. Can we sing at the end? We, well, yeah, you kind of ruined the surprise by saying that, though. But here we go. This, yeah, is, a, this is a message from our friends. At, do you think the people that know go, oh, I know, what the, I know what's coming and now, I do this? he just said that. You've ruined it, and I will now turn off the phone. O'Reilly Auto Parts. When you want expert advice, you go to a pro. Some folks consider me a pro at the NFL. Not at reading. But I also love cigars. And as a cigar pro, although I'm more of a cigar amateur, although mine are filled with tobacco, here's my cigar advice. If you're going to have cigars in your house, you got to have a humidor, and you got to have a good humidor, and ideally you got to have a humidor that is electronically controlled because otherwise, if you have cigars in there for any period of time, you're going to pull one out, you're going to bite on the end, and the wrapper's going to come completely off, and it's going to be a big mess, and you're wasting your money, especially if you're buying 
Good, good cigars. cigars. That's yeah, my cigar. Right. Advice. I don't know if you keep. Do you keep your cigars in a humidor? I don't. You hand roll They're them freshly fresh. rolled. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, part and, of the read. <laughs> yes, it is. And by the way, when you're looking for pro tips on vehicle maintenance or repair, look no further than O'Reilly Auto Parts. When it comes to replacing your battery. Getting advice on proper car maintenance or even just getting the best bang for your buck, their expert team can help you out every step of the way. I don't know whether I'm nearsighted or farsighted. <laughs> O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. End of read. I don't think Thank you get, you. you're not getting paid for that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I think I'm going to have to pay them. Kids can't even <laughs> They're going to send me an I invoice that. for that. To, 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 today, Junior. We didn't help with that either. Holy I don't cow. Oh, that was a good shot. That was. A that good shot. Shot. <laughs> he got me. It's like, it almost Weird. wanted to say ow, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Square. All right, so you're, you're down on Will Greer. You're a little higher now on Dwayne Haskins than maybe after the combine. His pro day helped. It really helped. It definitely did. Drew Locke. Yeah, so he had a pro day. Right. Um, and he, he's holding a workout with the Broncos. Yep. Uh, coming up here. So some teams are interested. You, you're much higher on Drew Locke. Uh, well, then not, much higher not, than not what? Than, what are you telling me I'm much higher well, than no, Drew you Locke? Have him, you have him too. Yes, I have right? him too. I have him slightly above Dwayne Haskins. I would say it's most very... people have Haskins above Locke. No question. No doubt about that. Now, I, I know this, just to throw this out there, okay? I know there's teams that have Drew Locke ahead of Dwayne Haskins. I know this. So th- I'm not, like, crazy with this. I think it is very close. Drew Locke uh, is a natural slinger, thrower of the football. You know, a guy that I would say is a lot like a – Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers where you just go, man, the guy was put on earth to just sling the ball around the field. Now, when it came to his pro day today, which I watched pretty closely, we were in a meeting, but I had it on my computer. I was live streaming it, watching it. Uh, I did not think it was his best workout I've ever seen. I mean, honestly, you know, I don't want to say concerning, but some there was things I saw that will make me go back and do another dive just to go – you know, do I see more of this than uh, what I see in the workout? Like what? On I film? mean, what, what exactly can stick out of the Yeah, well, okay. The first thing is, you. technically, the first thing I did not like, he lets his front shoulder get open. I taught you about the front shoulder, yes. right, at the combine, yes. right? So when it, well, I'm just going to stand up real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a lefty, okay, so everybody. But if I was to throw the ball here, okay, I want to be here and then turn into the throw to gear up to throw it. Too many times he stayed open like this. Okay, when you do that, you're just not going to create power. He some throws in in the workout and threw some wobblers that I didn't really see him throw on film. I think he tried to be a little too technical. I think, honestly, maybe he got coached to go be a little bit more over the top, a more traditional, where he is a little bit more slingy, sidearm-ish looking, three-quarter like a Mahomes or a Stafford. I would say to anybody who's coaching him out there, don't. He's a natural what he does. Kyler Murray is going to be in the NFL, and even if he went to his highest point, it's not going to be at the same point where Drew Locke throws the ball at three quarters, if that makes sense to you. But either way, I did not think it was a great workout for so Locke. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be something if you did see that French shoulder, yes, right? right? Wouldn't that, if you're a team that likes him, yes. wouldn't you say, wow, he's been pretty successful even with this flaw in his mechanics, and if we can fix that, then he'll be even better. I, I think there is definitely something to that. If you break him down on film, there's some rawness to his – uh, game, uh, you know, it's not always the perfect feet, the perfect upper body position. He's a very good athlete. He's amazing at throwing with people around him, just like Dwayne Haskins. He's fearless in the pocket. He can throw uh, off his back foot. He can throw falling away, running to his left, fading away. But yeah, 
when people see that there's little things to work on and get better, a lot of the times it makes them feel better because they go, oh, no, there's there's areas to grow here. I can fix this aspect of his game. Just like a great let, defense. Let me ask, or let me like ask you this, though. Yeah. How much of a quarterback's mechanics after he's finished college, played in high school, played right. his whole life, how much can you really fix? How much of it can you change? Because I remember when Tim Tebow was trying to sure. change his throwing motion, it all goes back to muscle memory when you're out in the middle no of it. No doubt. How much can you really, what percentage, what thing, give me one specific thing that you think can change with repetition, with teaching, once a guy's got his habits baked yeah, in. Yeah, you, you can change them. It, it takes 2,500 reps, all right, something along those lines to start making it a actual memorized uh, learned body. So when you're out there and you got all those guys chasing right. you around, you don't slip back into everything you've always done. You, you could if you're not really concise about starting pretty quickly after the season's over. So by the time you get to August or July in training camp, now when you revert to I'm just going to go play football, the new motion you had or the tweaks you had will stand the test of time. It feels like now, it's going to take more than 2,500 reps. Yeah, to do it, that. It, probably, it, it might. It might be 25, but I think that's the base thing to learn the new motor function, the 2,500 something throws but either way you can change those type of things the one thing you can change is like arm angle right and this is something I saw with Drew Locke today he all the great quarterbacks their arm angle never changes from this right here you know they might throw it sidearm but the angle never breaks of the arm Rodgers Brady you go through the list all the best throwers do that what a Tim Tebow used to do is he would let it break like this and it's just not always easy to match it up perfectly back at the release point and the perfect spot every time when you've let it go like this. It's like a golfer who will just like, oh, I'm going to swing it around and go back to the perfect point every time. No, you're not. There's a technique to keep it in that same sweet spot all the time. And the longer Those it takes things. you to get it back to your loading position, you're just giving the you're defensive giving back to the him, hey, he's getting ready to throw it. A a exactly right. So, But that is something I saw with Drew Locke today. Locke is usually very good, tight. I thought he tried to be too quarterback mechanical, and I'm going to throw it over the top. And within doing that, he let his arm angle break a little bit. But, yes, you can fix some of these things. There's not a lot of people in football yeah. that know diddly shit about throwing the football, though. That's the other thing that people don't realize. There's, I was never taught one thing by a co coach in the NFL about my mechanics. They just said, damn, you could throw it, just keep doing what you're doing. And that was it. But Do you no, think that's because they didn't know or it's because they didn't want to mess with it? No, well, no, I think the majority of them really don't know. Again, I'll go back to like what Gary Player is. You beat, me on, you beat me in 18 holes, then I'll listen to some advice and techniques you got. You know, a lot of the times these quarterback coaches, they can't throw themselves. So how the hell are you going to teach me something to throw when you can't throw at all yourself? That, that is what I would say there. Real quick, do you still have them above? Haskins? It, it, yeah, yes, but it is very close. Okay. And it's, again, like I told you, I will go back and do a re-ranking where I have acquired even more film, cut-ups, things like that, where uh, I will make a final determination here in the next week or two. But I think it is close. Mike, you have to leave us in like four minutes. Yes, the countdown is, there is, there is anything, on. Is there anything on this sheet that you wanna, you're dying to talk well, about before we let you go? Absolutely, the final topic is very important. <laughs> so does the joint collaboration end when you leave, or are you going to put the rest of me on your podcast? God, you know, I don't know that I want to subject my podcast audience to you without me here to like <laughs> make sure that you're properly restricted and limited in what you say. Yeah, yeah You're not going to restrict me anyway. Oh, so it's Well, okay. I know, but at least I can try to clean up the mess after. <laughs> For the fact. Okay. So this is what I learned today. We had a big football summit. We had Roto World in. We had a lot of the football insiders yep, from our yeah. regional networks all across the country. And Mike was up there uh, talking with Mike Tarico. And what I learned about Mike, and you guys already know this, yeah. but I learned huge Kiss fan. Huge Kiss fan. Um, has been to over 1,000 concerts in his life. No, I Not, now you I rounded up. Eight. 
Close. Eight. Okay. <laughs> eight, eight. But I thought it was it was uh, it was interesting. You've you've really uh, from an early age you've been uh, you've been a fan. Of there was kids. something about I was 10, 11 years old. There was something about and I remember they were on the Paul Lind Halloween special, and you can still find it on YouTube. Paul yeah. Lind was a like this like whiny comedian back in the 70s. He'd be on game shows, and he had a Halloween special, and they had Kiss on there, and they did three songs, and it was the makeup, it was the fire, it was just everything about it. It was so much more polished and theatrical than just like a guy in a ratty T-shirt with a scraggly beard had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And it just resonated. When you're 10, 11 years old, there was just something about it. It's like, wow, I want to see more of this. And I, I, I got one of their albums and, you know, listened to it nonstop and then saw they were coming to Pittsburgh. And this was 1979, went to one of their shows. And it's like, this is just amazing. This is awesome. And that was a time when you couldn't get any of this stuff on TV. You yeah, couldn't buy right. videotapes and CDs and download stuff. So you had to basically go experience or you, you were never going to see it. Now they're on tour for their most recent, I think I it's their love to see 15th, you at a annual, concert. 15th oh my, annual money farewell tour. I saw them on a farewell tour in 2001. Yes. So here we are 18 years later and, and they're on farewell, farewell tour again. <laughs> but, but like you go to YouTube and you can see the entire set that they're doing, Sea to Shining Sea. So it's not as special as it was, but I just feel like I need to go one more time. They can barely move now. Well, Paul Stanley, the lead singer, like the, the, his voice is shot and they think he's lip syncing. So what will you do? Like, what you, do I do? are you like, going to be there being like, rock on? No, no, I'm not. No. Yeah. I'll, I'll smile and I'll do some head you bobbing. Head bobbing. Yeah. We got six. Bobbing. We're in the sixth row. All My right. wife is so, going. Right. We're in the sixth row. If you're just walking around and, and Detroit Rock City comes out, you hear it. What, what do you do? How do you react? When I, that just song? Smile. I just smile. <laughs> I just smile. I smile. By the way, that was what I was going to ask you. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this. You don't know any of their songs? No, I don't know any of their songs. You I, don't know Rock and Roll All Night? Well, you might have to say, I'm going to rock and roll all well, night. And party, party every day. day. Yeah. Know that one. Yeah, okay, okay that's okay. it. That's enough. That's their iconic song. Gotcha. We got a little Detroit Rock City getting pumped there in. There we go. Are you familiar with Detroit Rock City? Let me tell you nope. a funny story. I don't know this. The second time I saw Kiss, this was 1980. This was on their <laughs> Dynasty tour. After the show, my sister took me and, and, and two of my friends to go see it. We're 14, 15 years old. And they, they always, at the end of the show, they come out with, like, towels because they wipe off their sweat and they throw them out into the crowd. And we're driving by, and there's a kid, and he's holding up this towel. And he's like, Ace Freely, touch this towel. Ace Freely, touch this towel. One of my buddies took off his T-shirt, and he hung out the window, the Volkswagen Beetle. Gene Simmons wiped his ass with this shirt, <laughs> and he's showing it over and over again. They were 14, yeah. and my sister didn't know what to say. It was great. <laughs> they took it. Well, uh, that's on that, note, on, on that note, on that oh, note, we, th we say thank Chris you Chris Sims wiped his Mike ass Florio. with this jacket. <laughs> we say thank you to Mike Florio, the author of Quarterback of oh, the Future. Oh, God, get rid of that. Quarterback yeah. of the Future. On Chris, that, our table. Chris would read it if he could read <laughs> later. Uh, so I definitely wouldn't Mike read that. Ahmed, I'm out of here. This is very professional it's the way been, I'm making my exit. I've been a Carrying my equipment. I'm not getting up for you. Um, you I look forward to the next time we do it. Chris, I don't look forward to anything with you. See ya. He has a plane to catch. Be good. And, uh, See ya. He's still mic'd up, so he could badmouth us here. We might be able we might Don't do any uh, Frank <laughs> Lieutenant Drebin in the bathroom or anything, okay? Uh, uh, make um, sure it's off. Okay, he's gone. What do you really think of Mike? Oh, I mean, Mike, gosh, Florio is a know-it-all. <laughs> thinks he's a lawyer, thinks he's smarter than the rest of us. You know what? But the thing is, when you, when you, you have a know-it-all and then they actually know it all, it's kind of justified. Oh, he right? saves my butt on the show <laughs> daily. Like, when we start getting into CBA talks and lawyer talk and legal issues, I literally have to just interview him and shut up and be like, what does this mean, Mike? I don't even understand it. Well, he saved me at the top of this podcast he from did. 
did? getting arrested when we were talking about Tyreek Hill and oh, the Chiefs yeah, and all the allegations right. as opposed to investigations. I, I owe him my life. He's good at that. Uh, a couple more things here that happened uh, in the news over the weekend. Did yep. you see the thing with, uh, with Jihad Ward? I did. I mean, so he uh, was yes. in the Colts facility, right. the defensive lineman, and he had the big he had the big medicine ball. We're showing it on our YouTube. It's on YouTube. On YouTube right now. Man, and he throws a lefty it, too. And a lefty, and he goes into the wall and creates a huge hole in that wall. And then immediately, my favorite part is he immediately turns around and he's like, "Oh, what have I done?" Oh, I, I know. <laughs> what he's have so I done? worried. Like, hey, he well, it just tells you about the respect factor in the NFL locker room, right, right there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry. Sir, we have to cut. I'm you sorry. I'm so freaking strong. I can throw a 30-pound medicine ball really fast from 10 yards away. I mean, again, this goes into NFL defense alignment. They're the type of people you just don't even want to mess around. You know how I like to hit you and mess around like that? Yeah. You can't Mike, even yeah. play those games with NFL defense alignment because when they hit you back, you're like, oh, okay, forget it. That hurts. Yeah, that was a but bad idea. They're freaky. I I played with a guy. Um, in in uh, Casey Hampton at the University of Texas, some of the things I saw in a, a weight room at times, yeah. he power cleaned 420 pounds one day to break the school record. And not only was that impressive, but he got so excited that we were all watching him and that he broke this, that he then went from the power clean and started to press it over his head and almost locked out. So that just tells you, i just given you some of the freak of nature things I have seen in my life, let alone, let me just tell you something about Brandon Marshall. I mean, you want to talk about a freak of nature in his own right, too, at the wide receiver position. First time I'm playing with him in Denver Broncos. Brandon Marshall is one of those guys, and I don't know if you've ever seen him in person. I have not. But if you saw him in person, you'd go, holy crap, you're Brandon Marshall? Like, no wonder nobody could tackle you all these years. Because it's like they're super fast, super athletic, right. and then they are a giant. A giant. Got legs that we talk about that we envy, or at least that I talk about. <laughs> yeah. He's got shoulders like Dwight Howard. You're like, damn, you're an NFL receiver. Right. But he would go in the weight room, and like in the weight room, most guys go in and warm up with like 135 pounds, right? Which is like if you're going to bench press, the, the, the bar is 45 pounds, the two right. plates are 45 pounds. Let's just start there and get things moving. Brandon Marshall, at like a 225-pound receiver, would come in the weight room and just throw 225 on right off the bat. Like what people are working out at the combine, at the with combine and yeah. just be like, all right, I'm going to get loose, guys. Oh, yeah, okay. And he'd That's just his like, warm-up. His warm-up like, warm is He would be bouncing it off his chest and having a conversation. Hey, what do you think about that play today? And I'd, I was sit, I'd be sitting there like spotting him, not having to do anything. But like, is this guy kidding me? Like, I, yeah. I just – but he it goes, I'm going to start my workout right after this, so, right after I throw this up 30 times. No question. Oh, so, speaking of that, yeah. speaking of the bench press right. 30 times, uh, Notre Dame punter Tyler Newsom. Uh-huh. Did you see that story? I did see it. At the pro day. Uh, it's a punter. You know, he's, a, he's a built guy. You know, I mean, you've Punters can be extremely show. athletic. They can be very strong. We're showing video right now. 30 reps for him. And I believe there were – I think he's like 13th maybe of the it, combine. Yeah, like might have been somewhere 12, in that range, 12. 12 players, and 11 of them were either offensive or defensive linemen. Very and impressive. And had a punter throw up 225 30 times. I've been around some punters who are, are phenomenal athletes. The Colquitt brothers, uh, Dustin and Britton. I mean, I was with Britton in Denver. He's one of the better athletes on the football team. I played with a Tom Tupa back in the day with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who could dunk – could throw a football 80 yards. I mean, he, they're, they're not just, like, kickers or, you know, some wussies that are just out there because they can kick. A lot of them are very
very good athletes. That was really impressive. Now, Super I don't know impressive. if all those bench, bench press reps would have counted at the combine. Oh. I don't know if there was full lockout there. You're but either way, you know I'm a stickler. Yes, I'm not going to give him a free pass, okay? Because there could be bounce on the back could end. Could have been you know, bounce, on, bounce the on the back end. And it looked like a lot of them were like here instead of here, right? So I, I know I'm not trying to be a jerk, Mr. Punter from Notre Dame. I mean, kind of being a jerk, kind of yeah. You know, still, that's pretty impressive. It is. As far as his, you know, NFL prospects. Yep. There were a lot of punters drafted. What last year we had a, we had a four punters drafted. There was. I, the I believe it was year. three or four. Uh, he was a little inconsistent at Notre Dame, but he can bench press 225, 30 times. He'll have that. Um, He'll dominate on the pec deck. How about um, there's there's stuff that happens you know away from the field. There's stuff that happens on the field. You, uh, the Cowboys, Tyrone Crawford. Mm. Uh, there was a bar fight incident Yes. for him. I actually haven't seen the video. The video's out there. I haven't seen it either. I, th- I believe the video is out there, and that's how the story has kind of gotten out there. And it, do- it does kind of, you know, it does shock me, and it doesn't shock me, that you have players with a lot on the line, a lot of money on the line. They put a lot of work to do a whole, you know, to get this spot in the NFL, and then keeping the spot in the NFL, as you know, is just as hard as getting there into the NFL. And then to kind of put it in jeopardy because of things you may do off the field or situations you may get yourself in at a bar. I feel like it Do it we know me. how it broke out, the fight? I don't, we no, don't know I the don't details know. of it, really, We need right? to bring Mike back because he's probably – as we th- navigate through this I don't think he matter, knows this either. This is why I wanted to bring this up on the podcast because yeah. nobody knows to seem to know the details of it. All, only thing I could say is this. With a guy like Tyrone Crawford, who I've seen in person many times, you better have a a freaking horde of men to take him on. Yes. Because the normal man walking around the streets is not going to take on Tyrone Crawford. Uh, 6'4", 285, 290. I believe it was three guys he was involved with in this fight. So TMZ is saying he was brawling inside a Florida bar, um, destroying uh, several giant security guys, is the verbiage they use here on TMZ. Uh, so, yeah, it seems like it was inside and maybe it flowed outside after that, but he's, he's fighting off everything. Why would you even mess with these guys? You know, that's what I, and maybe he did something where they tried to get them out there, but I'm just telling the public or anybody out there, you know, beware fighting an NFL football player. It's not fun. No, beware. I mean, you know, a lot of football players, they live for physical contact. They actually are getting paid for it. So they're not going to be too concerned about getting in a fight. And especially a guy like Tyrone Crawford, who is built like a tree trunk. And, I mean, I almost got into a fight once in the locker room. Dave Ball you know, at, at the Tennessee Titans. Okay. He was throwing snowballs around the rock room. He almost gave somebody, like, a concussion. He almost hit somebody in the head. And I yelled, like, F you, stop doing that shit. Let's, like, get ready for practice. Yeah. He wanted to fight me, right? He wanted to fight me. And I was like, no, I'm not fighting you. And he's like, why? Why won't you fight me? And I was like, because you're 280 and you're going to kick my ass. <laughs> it's a bad idea. So I just was real with him. And, like, the locker room, honestly, I laughed because they're like, oh, yeah, Sim's using that reverse psychology on him. Uh, <laughs> but I knew I wanted no part of that fight. I yeah. know where I stand in the world. I saw Sean Rogers, another defensive tackle I played with at the University of Texas, a huge man, 6'4", 325, 330 pounds. We're at the club in Austin, Texas one night, okay? And I'm standing – I'm viewing this. I'm on like a balcony watching a few of my friends who are just a few feet below me. But some girl comes and talks to Sean Rogers, and he talks to her, and he's a really polite, good guy. He's not a fighter. He wasn't a mean guy. He's not like that. But he talks to her. She walks away. A few minutes later, the boyfriend comes over. Oh, no. 
and gets it in his face. And the guy wasn't small. I'm going to say the guy was like, you know, six foot, six one. He was yeah. a little hefty. I'm going to say he was like 230, 245. Okay. Sean still dwarfs Sean him. Sean still dwarfs him at yeah. 6'5", 330. And Sean tries to diffuse the, like, I'm sorry. I, hey, she came and talked to me, blah, blah, blah. You know, sorry. And the guy walked away. But then a few minutes later, he walked back. And got in his face. And, I mean, was egging the fight on yeah. to where he gives him a little shove. And Sean Rogers, who was a lefty, he cocks back with his left arm. Uh -oh. And he connected. And I'm got telling it. you, we saw, like, video game. I was on the balcony. The guy literally flew, like, 10 feet in the air. Right. And what happens when it's all said and done? Sean Rogers is the one that gets in trouble with yep. the police, even though he tried to defuse the situation. You know, the guy wants to come back and press charges at him I'm and all that. I'm sympathetic to that, And that's, for what, sure. that's what happens with football sometimes. And I don't know if this happened there. We but don't know. Just either way, I was giving a story of what can happen and don't mess with big NFL defensive linemen. Yeah, bad idea. Bad you'll, idea. You'll probably end up on the ground at some point. Pretty yeah. much. Unless well, you're I a UFC that. heavyweight fighter, that. you're in trouble. I'm sympathetic to that, too, because sometimes it's just tough guys. <laughs> you know, tough guys want to prove they're tough. That's what this after, was that night. After a couple drinks. This guy was a tough yeah. guy who got beer muscles. Right. And I wanted to go, no, you need more than beer beer muscles you need like you need an army of guys with you to, as well to take on this one <laughs> yeah. you need you need you and 85 of your closest pretty friends. much yeah. pretty much um you know have you got any feedback on we got the ncaa tournament yeah. going on right now right. my bracket already busted no yeah. games no games yet so far but brackets already busted yep. we threw this out to you guys on twitter and we thank you for responding and voting uh picking our matchups picking the the seeds they thought were too high the ones they thought were too low uh, as far as the voting is concerned, Chris, it looks like our audience went with chalk. Patriots moving on as the one seed. Steelers moving on as the eight seed. Browns moving on, although there was some chatter that you were way too high on the Browns with the four seed in the AFC. They thought they, their time has not come yet. It's a, I'm getting, I got flack for that you one. You got a little flack okay, for, okay. for the Browns. I get you. Okay. Um, but that's all right. I'm not surprised by those results right there. We might have had the Steelers a little too low, too. I might have had them well, there. Well, we had Steelers 8, Jets 9. Some people thought we had the Steelers too low right. and the Jets way too high. We, the, we thought we're jumping the gun. The Jets are your department, though, right? Weren't they? Was it was the last team? team that I had left. Oh, right. yeah, but I hadn't picked them previously. Yeah, that yes. was, that was so, my department. But either way, so put the blame on uh, you uh, – uh, Ahmed on that, that one yep, all the way. But I think um, other than that, no, I, I, I understand these. Hey, again, listen, these aren't power rankings for this season. This was like basically a power ranking bracket to have fun after free agency, really evaluate where teams yeah. are. Uh, and I hope people will continue to vote and kind of interact with this whole thing. It'll be the, fun. The thing is, though, you see that Steelers-Jets matchup. Yeah. 54% of the audience voted for the Steelers. So that means the, Jet, their the Jets are 46%. Hey, they got C.J. Mosley, Le'Veon Bell, right Kalichio Semele. I mean, they got some players, Jamison Crowder. So the Jets are going to be better coaching. They're going to be more improved this year. I don't think it's like a stretch that that game would be close. Drew Livingstone on Twitter said, the Bills 14 and the Jets 9, LOL. Yeah. That was my department. That was him. Blame him, I send all low. bad tweets. I, you know what? I'll admit I was too low on the Bills. Yes. I should have had the Bills higher. That's okay. Don't worry. That was bad. Yeah. Because I, I, when we were doing the podcast, I go, Bills 14, and then I listed a whole bunch of really good things they'd done in the offseason. Right. 
but then I kept them at 14. Yeah, well, and again, I mean, where they are right now, I don't know, you know, again, in a head-to-head -head matchup with the Chargers, we're still going to pick the Chargers to beat them, but yeah. I don't know where they would have matched up. Okay, so that's the AFC. Are we going over to the NFC, yeah, so too? Yeah, the NFC, there was some controversy with the NFC, yeah. too. Some people didn't, didn't like it. They didn't like um, that I had the Bears won, probably. I know that. No, Bears, they did not like. The right. Rams, and I think there were even some people that thought the, uh, the Saints could be, could be up there. The two that I saw, the mm -hmm. most commented ones in your year, top seeds are Bears 1, Rams 2, Eagles 3, and then Saints 4. People thought the Eagles were way too high. They Gosh. think you're clinging on to what the Eagles were and not what they're going to be. Gosh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm clinging on to a little bit of both. You mean the Eagles who had the ball and were driving down the field and threw an interception that went right through the hands of Alshon Jeffrey and a game-winning drive to beat the New Orleans Saints? Am I really that crazy there? <laughs> and then they've added guys like Malik Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, uh, you know, re-signed Brandon Graham. Um, who else? Vinny Curry. It sounds like they're going to re-sign him today. So, mm -hmm. no, I tried to be realistic about what the team was and infusing some of the things that have gone on through free agency. Am I perfect? Certainly now. I know I took a lot of flack from some of my friends about having the Bears won. But, again, I think the Rams have lost a few players. They lost Roger Saffold. I guess that concerns me a little. And Dominican Sue's not the there. Yeah. yeah, so those things. The Saints. I mean, Max Unger just retired. You got Sheldon Rankins isn't going to be ready to play until who knows what week during the season off yeah. for a tour and Achilles tendon. They got other issues on the defensive line. So those are the things I took into account, but I appreciate everybody playing along and having fun. Yeah, in the 8-9 matchup, we did have our only upset picked by our, our listeners to Unbuttoned. Oh, 49ers over the Vikings, oh, 9 over the 8. I wish Florio was here for that because he loves the Vikings. But I would yeah. think we have a pretty strong, like, Bay Area following. I mean, absolutely. Between yeah. you, I brought five people I'm, with me. I know yeah. Kyle Shanahan. Yep. I mean, I know Gruden. So I would hope the Bay Area would go like, "Hey, Chris might actually have a clue about these two teams." And so now, and then the 49ers got voted on. And you know what? Against the Bears in that second round, that could be a possible dangerous. Upset. That's a dangerous nine seed. I mean, if I if do remember correctly, what did they beat the Bears? It was a close game in San Francisco this year. The Bears 49ers because oh, they played yeah. each other this past year. Uh, Bears, Bears won a won. close one, right? It was close. Though. It was close. It was right. close. Right. Um, who who is your team to, in college basketball to win it? Have you done? Did you do a bracket? I honestly did not do a bracket. You're Can you believe late. that? You're I actually late. might do it when I still go home because I don't know any results yet other than one game I know. Uh, I know Louisville lost. That's the only thing I've seen. Oh, really? I yeah. Didn't. So that's um, all I know. If I'm, you were to pick a team, yeah. Which team would you pick? Do you have um, any idea? If you know, I were the, to pick Duke a team, up there, you have North Carolina, you have Gonzaga, right? Uh, you have Virginia, yeah. right? No, I think Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State. I do like their style of play. I always root for Tom Izzo. I just like him as a head coach. Mm -hmm. I think I'm actually, and I can't even believe I'm about to say this. I think I'm a Duke fan right now. Whoa! Duke, and I root for Kentucky. My dad's and my dad's family is all in Kentucky, so. I've always grew up where my dad was rooting for Kentucky in this time of the year to where I've kind of become a bandwagon fan that way. My Texas Longhorns aren't in this. So, yeah, I like Duke because I like Zion. So I'm kind of rooting for them, but I usually am not down with Duke. You're in the same spot I feel like so many other people are it's, in. It's that weird. They have never rooted for Duke in their life, but then they're like, how do I not root for this player that is like the most awesome player that we've seen in college basketball right. in a long time? Right. It's not the usual Duke dorks that are out there this time. So I'm kind of rooting. <laughs> 
shooting for. And Zion seems like a fun, like kind of quirky, cool guy right. too, along with being a great basketball player. Barrett's really good. I mean, he sounds yeah, like got he's going to be. And everybody keeps saying there's no depth to their team, so it doesn't sound like they're really a favorite. It's like these stars are going to have to ball out yeah. to win, which I actually kind of like. I didn't pick Duke. Yeah. I picked uh, Tennessee to win it. Okay. Um, I don't really know why. Why? But, but um, the reason I didn't pick Duke mm-hmm. is because I felt like. Everybody? I, like 90, yeah. 90% of people are going to pick Duke this right. year, I think. It does seem that way. But, like, when I listen to Jay Billis, he's always like, the, 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 the two stars need help. And I listen to Jay when it yeah. comes to <laughs> comes college, about college basketball. Yeah. And he's like, there's not enough help. There's too much pressure on those two. So I don't know if they're actually the favorites, like, in the, in the basketball per uh, – what do I want to say? Professional or maybe just trying to be a little uh, contrarian, you know? A little exactly. Contrarian right. for Jay. Experts. Um, That's what I was so saying. We'll basketball experts. Yeah. Category. Basketball experts. So yeah. we'll see if we're we're right at all in the NCAA tournament. You guys can continue to vote on Twitter for our second round matchups in our Sims unbuttoned NFC and AFC brackets. Let's get some. Let's get some uh, some upsets. We'll reveal it next Thursday. What you guys vote. I want some upsets though. Like. Like Seahawks over the Eagles. Like, I think that's intriguing. Packers maybe over the Rams. Aaron Rodgers over the Rams there, could happen. Those are, those are, those are, there's a definitely some upset. I mean, hey, yeah. the Cowboys, we saw them beat the Saints uh, during the regular yeah. season. You know, they haven't done a whole lot in free agency there. But, hey, either way, we just want people to be involved. Feel free to continue to call me an idiot or stupid for my rankings. <laughs> yeah. Or um, I'm I got a lot that of that way. Yeah. Either way. So well, we're good. I got a lot of hate, but much of it was deserved. Where I feel like your hate was not deserved because you were very well reasoned in why you did I what don't you know, did. But yes. Some of mine, I had no reason for doing what I did, and so that hate was well deserved. That's okay. I like it anyways. Okay. All right. Anything else we need to get? To? I think Is we're that... good. I can't believe we wasted like five minutes talking about Kiss on the Unbutton <laughs> podcast, <laughs> well, but you know, know it was you a knew collab. That about, you knew that about Mike. Already? I did know that about fan. Mike. Yeah. I just I got to go back and listen to Kiss because I've never really listened to any of their songs. Yeah, and then we play, he, I, he we played the song right, and we said, "What would you do if we played the song?" He like smile and bob he my head. his head. Right. He did bob his head a little. Yeah, there, a little right? bit. Yeah. He, got, he got into yeah. it. Uh, that's it. That's it. We're Chris done. Chris Sims unbuttoned. Hey, Chris Sims unbuttoned. Thanks for helping out At today, C-Sims man. At Sims QB. Yep. Chris is tweeting himself. That is himself got tweeting. Got people helping me, too. I need help, okay? But at Sims unbuttoned on Instagram. Yeah. If you want to watch the show, YouTube.com, NBC slash NBC Sports, please check it out. Me and Ahmed, Ahmed, Ahmed yeah. are having a good time. <laughs> I'm choking it off. But have a good weekend, everybody. See Sims saying, peace out. I'm out of here. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.